The gang is hungover, we're tired, it was a long weekend, and it was a lot of fun. We are here to talk about the Float Conference in review. It was a virtual Float Con, but that doesn't mean we didn't party. So please join us as we're a little spicy on this episode and, and talk about the Virtual Float Conference 2020. Of course, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Float Helm. Float Helm's the software built by Float Center owners for you and your Float Center. But it's not just about float centers. They're able to do the massage booking that we have at the float shop. And uh, they have tons of stuff in the background as well, whether it's taking measurements for your float tanks, having ongoing discussions within your business, and also creating projects on ongoing tasks that uh, people can check off when they complete. It's a really impressive piece of software. And honestly, I think I undersell it every time I talk about it. I highly encourage you to get a full tour and learn everything that Float Helm can do for you. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to learn about it and schedule your free tour. All right, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. We are back from virtual float con. We've all gotten back from our flights, and I'm thinking I would totally do virtual float conference again. In fact, I'm curious, could we break it up every three or four years and just not have to travel and do a virtual float con? Can we do that? Ooh, yeah, big dreams. Big dreams. <laughs> Is that dreaming big or small? I don't it's, even know. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who you ask, I think. Um, yeah. But I'm Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Post Center in Salt Cave. And I liked the virtual uh, way more than I expected. I mean, I knew it was going to be really cool, but I liked it more than I expected. I would love, love to see some kind of a hybrid option in the future. This is Drew. I own New Hampshire Float in New Hampshire. And I like the, I like the computer uh, online version of that, but also... I really miss the interaction, so I would like to party with my fellow float friends and have a little bit of hugging going on, a little high-fiving. I definitely miss that part of it. I'm Gloria Morris of Float 60, and I loved the virtual format, but I definitely missed the hugs, Drew. I cannot disagree with that, but wow, if we could do a hybrid of both in the future, that would be epic. We need to really think that through and try something. Yeah. I want to talk about that at the end of the show. At the, at the end, I want to talk more about... <laughs> I know, sorry. We're going over with these hot topics. I'm going to tease it out. But I want to talk about the, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, and what the future might hold. But uh, let's reel it in a little bit and, and talk about this year's float conference. And I think we can also... I mean... Maybe we're not the most objective people. I'll put that out there. But at the same time, I think we would all be very honest about our feelings about this. And we will be very honest about our feelings about this. I really liked what I experienced. I thought it was great. And I loved that I could, you know, make my kids a PB&J sandwich and watch a flow conference at the same time, you know. Or go back and rewatch one right away. I was loving that. I love the instant replay. That was right. powerful because uh, there were a couple times, and, and this happens when you're at home, when you're working from home, which I do already, you do get 
things, you know, people popping in, you know, delivery at the door and you have to step away. So it was great that you could just go right back and go to the beginning of the session. You did not have to wait. It was, it was just terrific. And I love the way that you could interact with the speaker, um, you know, in some formats where we could just do it right away or put a poll in with a question. I thought that was really good. And that's not something normal that you can do. You know, I will say that um, I didn't expect to need to take a break. You know, I, I thought yeah. that I could just totally sit here and just watch back to back to back. And, yeah. and um, but when I, I know that I'm in person, I need a break sometimes. I love people, but I am an introvert. And so I give so much of my energy when I'm at events like, you know, FlipCon in, the, in history. So I, you know, at the live events. So. I totally expected that I wasn't going to experience that piece, but I did. Like I was still like, um, I was tired and occasionally I had to take a break in between sessions. I thought I was going to watch a session, but instead I would, you know, run and just take a breather, um, go grab a cup of hot tea or whatever. And then I loved being able to come back and just hit play as soon as that session was over. Um, totally agree. And I still, I socialized a lot. And that was nice. again, one of those things that I knew we had these like cool platforms out there that, um, they were going to be fun, but you just never know. And yes, some of it was awkward and some of it was like, <laughs> is this really going to work? But then mm. I was still up way too late every night. Nice. I heard. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later, Kim. We're definitely going to get there. <laughs> Drew, any insights? I definitely had these mo uh, moments of emotion where... I felt excited to see people interact with people. And those were some of the same emotions that I've had at the in-person float conferences. Like that like quick pace of like, what's next? Where are you going next? Where's, we're going to, the, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna look at this. Um, it was it was just like, you know, when you fly in for the float conference, it's like fast and furious, mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe you show up on Thursday and, but it's still, right it's like go 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 and there was definitely moments of that and i stayed open which that was less than ideal i really wish i i mean I, I, that was a it was a weekend i wish i had employees and i could have just done the float conference and kind of popped in and checked on things but it's hard especially after being shut down to say oh i'm gonna shut down for the weekend and just sit in front of my computer you know right. so i i kind of had to manage that but i had the same those same excitement moments and really i got sad when it was over yeah. because it was cool to interact with everyone and to see people that i haven't seen before and you know i kind of that that part of it is always a nice break to kind of commiserate with people who are going through similar stuff mm. we're all throwing ideas around with each other and when it's all over it's like back to the real world and I still had that kind of back to the real world feel, even though I was still in my real world. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, it was super powerful too. Um, you know, given that you were in the shop, I had some people that were uh, participating from Float 60 that were also working. Um, and I thought to myself, gosh, I wish we would have just closed. Like I've never in the six times I've been to the float conference thought, we should close and everybody should be here. But I thought it was that valuable this year mm -hmm. that I wish we would have closed. And I saw some of the people struggling or cleaning as they were listening, because you could see on people's cameras. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, 
this is so great that we could do this and do that but at the same time like the attention uh having it there was great the other thing for me that was so powerful i had six people um participate which was awesome and today i had a meeting um at a restaurant with our marketing company and one of my employees missy that participated in the float conference she was just on fire i could see her excitement (laughs) she was talking about the research and i was like wow i mean and then i thought to myself if we do this again i will pay for every employee to go because that was really powerful and it's it's true like there's such a a piece of just feeling like you belong and like you really matter and being able to soak in all of that knowledge all of the information and even just that energy that we all give to each other and to be able to provide that for your employees and and it's just huge i mean i remember every time i went to a conference at all in any of my career i always came back super jazzed even Like, even if it wasn't all stuff that I needed to know, I it was just so cool to be able to take in that new information yeah. and, you know, to have that experience. So Buzzing with other people in the industry, too, and feeling yeah. their excitement and everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. you got to think a lot of employees, their only experience with floating is their own center. You know, where right. they work, their bosses, you know, the owners, mm. like, that's it. And so to... to mm feel that special connection that we all have I didn't even think about like what a gift that really is to be able to provide your employees to it's a really good point it's not just about watching the videos on YouTube you know it's actually the the interaction talking to these people and seeing other people's excitement and interest that's a really good call I um a little bit of backstory. I'm on the West Coast. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Hi, I'm one of your co-hosts Dylan I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon and we have uh, a um fire going on several fires lots of fires and uh we've been just smoked out and like you can barely see the sun levels of smoke uh so we got to stage one at evac um at my house and so we were pretty sure we were going to be fine um but we the smoke was so bad we had to get out so um we left town for a couple days um, and we ended up closing the shop too our manager made the call because we we literally couldn't make the call like we don't know what's best. You're downtown in Portland. You know the feel. Um, old house, mind you, the, the float rooms are going to be sealed up real well and, and great to float in. But I think it was mainly for employees. It was just so bad. Um, we decided to shut down. And then I was just talking to my manager today, and I was like, I want to reopen tomorrow. Um, and the reply back was, you know, I don't, I don't feel safe yet about this, but can you tell me why? And after being at float conference all weekend, it was like, oh my God, all the things I want to provide people, the people with chronic pain, the people who's in this fight or flight mode all the time, experiencing all this anxiety because of COVID and now the smoke and everything. Like I want to provide something for these people. Um, And it was, it was eye opening of like, oh man, you don't know everything I know. Or like, you don't, you weren't just filled, your cup wasn't totally just filled up with all of this and your drive wanting to provide this. Um, and this is somebody who's totally passionate about floating, but it's just there's something about the float conference and, and that energy that gets people going. So, yeah. yeah, I actually said that to my husband. I said, you know, I I've been so caught up in you know the stress of being closed and reopen and not reopen in the four locations that um, I needed this shot in the arm and this re-energized. Mm 
moment and then I it just occurred to me and I said this to him like it's it's so strategic to have the float conference at that time of the year every year because it's like you you know you've just been through hell you're ramping up for holiday season you need that burst of energy from your peers your you know your cohorts to uh handle it as well as a little bit of letting loose right when it's when we're in person i mean i went to i've only been to two in-person float conferences but I needed a, a little vacation from the float right, conference because right. it was the social aspect is that little bit of like I'm working all the time and I don't really go out with my friends anymore and oh now I'm out with a bunch of people who are like-minded and we rage a little bit and <laughs> there's something fun about that and recharging about yeah. that and like makes you feel alive right yeah. so that um and kind of got a little. Kim got a little more of that than the rest of us being up <laughs> fairly late a couple of times. She's hardcore, man. She always yeah. has been. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Somebody, we'll get, somebody we'll logged into that. my Discord. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't me. <laughs> and to kind of go back, just to echo a little bit of what I think Kim and Gloria were saying about just having the breaks and everything. That was really important for me. Like. I really like that. Oh, and also, by the way, Drew, I've heard from several people that they wish they had closed down and just had the whole whole weekend to, to be doing this. But yep. yeah, when I'm sitting at a live float conference, I start to get antsy. I, I have a problem in school. You know, that's a, that's a lifelong thing of sitting down for a long period of time. And this way I was able to flex my ADD and, you know, go, go make some food, get back, get with the kids, get back to it. And I actually really liked that that part of it. I mean, the other big thing was they had the big talks and then they had the think tanks. And I know we're going to get into that more later, but I think that was one of the biggest differences of the float conference besides it being online was that you had these big presentations and then you had basically like mini presentations and uh, talks going on, like activities and think tanks. We'll, we'll break it down in a little bit, but uh, that was a huge bonus huge there was so much content at this float conference yeah i mean could you i'm still catching up absolutely you know i attended a bunch Mm -hmm. and i knew some of this the talker you know some of the speeches oh my gosh i can't talk because i've been talking all weekend Mm -hmm. um but uh i knew some of the speakers that were going i knew the topics that were coming up and then um, i caught as many as i could but there's still so many that i'm like wow i'm so glad I get to go back in there and yes. catch up on the rest of them that I've missed. That, and that's another part that I loved. The format allowed for more people to have sessions. And then the organic uh, think tanks, which we're going to talk about later, you know, created this old, this whole new track that I thought was interesting. I also loved the fact that the international track was, okay. you know, a part of it. I mean, this thing was going from eight o'clock in the morning central to, you know, well, ten o'clock at night for regular sessions, and then there's Kim who stayed up till five thirty. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's it was crazy. And okay, well, Dylan, I don't want to jump to Discord, but we've got to talk about Discord. Let's talk about Discord. Gloria, so, let's talk about it. So I at one point, okay. Now keep in mind, I can't dance. Okay. I actually felt Prove safe. it. Prove I, it. No, I seriously, I like all through my whole life, everybody knows that knows me, I can't dance. I don't even like to dance. But I was dancing in Discord. I was I was headbanging. I was 
flipping my hair. I mean, it was, it was like I could not believe the life that Discord took. And I was skeptical mm-hmm. from the preview event. You know, when we kind of tested it out, I was having some issues. That thing was awesome. So shout out to the king of parties, uh, the kings of parties who pushed that. Uh, that was a big piece of it that I think, you know, there was bonding going on in those rooms. There was cards against humanity. There was float bingo. Yeah, Jules, there was. Yeah, it Jules was and Devin did float bingo. Um, so it was really like what you wanted. And I loved, I think one of my favorite things um, in the app, if you didn't get to experience it there, it, it's called a server and there are different rooms within that server. So we have the FloatCon server and then um, the rooms that were set up were all enabled for video. So um, we all saw each other, um, but each room had, of course, some fun, silly name that they put on, but there was a limit to how many people could be in there. So some of them were smaller rooms where only three people could go. Some were larger, five, six, eight, ten, 10, um, all the way up to, I think, one that held like 15 or 20. Um, and you could see who was in each room before you jumped in. And it was just really, really cool to be able to like hop through different rooms, just like you would at a real party. Right. Of, you know, moving around the room and going to see everybody. You go to grab a drink at the bar and you run right. into some folks there and then you, you know, hop over to get but some food almost and there's better. But yeah, almost better it's... because you don't pop your head in and then go, oh, no, I don't want to be in here. And everybody yes. sees you do that. You're and, like, oh, oh, Drew's in here. I feel safe with Drew. I'll go into this group. <laughs> the other, like, sweet part of Discord is you could do the Irish goodbye all uh, night long. Uh, you just disappear. Gone. Gloria, Gloria did that to me a couple of times. I was like, all right, I see ya. I see ya. <laughs> I love that. It was so So should we should we get to the talks? Should we talk about yeah. the talks? Let's talk about the talks. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start with... I mean, it has to be the most epic presentation in Virtual Float Conference. I am a fan of Mystery Science Theater, so I geeked out hard and was absolutely floored by the future Graham and future Ashcon visiting us from, I believe it was the distant year 2020. And that was an incredible talk. Did you all catch it? It was amazing. It Not only was oh it just God. visually stunning, um, and I thought to myself, oh wow, they found a cool background and they may have done a little enhancement. No. They no. built this. Whole oh no! Thing. Oh yeah! Oh, they, yeah! Oh yeah! They, it's in their basement, like that. And then the uh, tin foil. Every time I heard it crinkle, it just made me <laughs> smile. But okay. But outside of all of that, the theatrics, the content, the message yeah. was just so true mm. and so uh, relevant, and mm. just. You know, those guys have so much freaking wisdom for their young years. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Just, I feel bad. Is it, the folks who missed that are probably like, what are they talking about right now? Well, well, guys, it's up. Two it's words. Up, but aluminum foil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe this is also for people who didn't get to the, go to the float conference, right? Yeah, so maybe should we should break it down a little, a little you bit. should have gone to the float bit. conference, right? I mean... I mean, where the magic let's just happens. Say, the chat window was blowing up. Of course, everybody excited. There's a lot of anticipation whenever Graham and Ashcon speak. So we knew that was coming. But then it fell silent for a little while. Hmm. And it was really funny to watch the chat. People are, wait, what is going on? And then my phone starts blowing up. Text messages are coming in like, what? 
am I watching? <laughs> and then the message started to unravel, oh, and it was really cool. So if you weren't there, it was a total space scene. They they actually had a time machine that they built, and um, we're we're talking about the certainty or uncertainty of the future. And kind of in a in a nutshell, the ease of which you can approach that, or, or yeah. lack of ease, yeah. And yeah, can we also say they not only were like in their time machine or in their spaceship, but they also had a full miniature visual set as well with spaceships and yeah. pl- oh, yeah. some planet and all that. Plus space flux, which was impressive. <laughs> which I'm not even going to try explaining that one, but it was out of nowhere and blew me away. Only in our industry, space flux. <laughs> oh, I it, it was wild, and it was beautiful, and It was well-written, very funny. It, yes, they did such funny. an excellent but, job. But, I expect nothing less. I mean, yeah, the bar, again, I was like, what are you going to do on virtual, you know? And then, bam, out of the park. But like I think Gloria was saying, so yes, very funny, but also like very eloquent as well. Like very yes. well-spoken portions, like, mm, good stuff. Anything else? About that one? <laughs> what else can you say about that one? I know. You just uh, have to watch. That's just truly one of those that you have to experience. In case somebody hasn't seen it, and I don't want to give spoilers, but the very end had me LOLing so hard. It was so witty, and mm, I won't say anything else about it. So speaking <laughs> of Flux, Flux gave a presentation as well, which who I think is another person that people really get hyped for. And by the way, we're only going to cover a few of the talks here. We're not going to break down every single one. I don't think we could if we had tried because we're all still catching up on them. But uh, Flux's talk was cool. What really stood out for me was the ending. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but um, I feel like a lot of what he was talking about for his main presentation echoed with a lot of what research we've heard in the past and also just what we find with our floaters. And so it's it very affirming for all of that. And then, you know, definitely providing a deeper understanding of it. It's something that I want to review, which again, I'm going to say it again, is really nice about the virtual float con because with my learning style, like I'm at the float conference and then I see, oh, is that Brad Doak? Like, wow, he's... He's looking good. Is he working? I wonder if he lives. Does he do weights and run? Like, what's going on? How does he get the glow on his skin? And then I realized 20 minutes has gone by, and I wasn't paying attention to the conference. At home, I'm able to, oh, God, I spaced off. I'm going to rewind that. Or, you know, what was that? That was interesting. I want to remember that word. Yeah. Um, so I, that's my learning style. I don't know about you guys, but I really like that personally. Um, Flux has such a gift yeah. for, I mean, he's so brilliant, like, so intelligent and yes. just brilliant and just such a great speaker but he yes. has such a gift for taking these really complex mm-hmm. topics mm-hmm. and breaking them down in a way that we can understand absolutely and not only just breaking it down but also hand illustrating right yeah. amazing visual. graphics visual. and yeah. visuals yeah. to go along with it like it just blows my mind that he is able to do that and especially on right on the heels of writing his thesis and all of that so flux if you're listening thank you yes um, yes thank, thank you, you thank you thank you yes he's amazing unbelievable and yeah, mustache on point on point naturally and and the hair literally yeah. on point <laughs> ew uh <laughs> you threw me um <laughs> I think we could call it a gift of his ability to to break it down, but I I wouldn't want to say it's not a skill that's practiced as yeah. well. Like he Absolutely. he has got it going on, and I don't think 
a lot of researchers and scientists are as gifted or put as much attention in in that task, you know, of being able to break it down to layman's um, right. to to us. So thank you for that. And what did you guys think about long haul COVID? I think it's uh, very disturbing. I um, recognized some of those symptoms that he described in <laughs> one of my friends. <laughs> Um, and I sent it to her right away. I took a picture of it. I, I texted her. I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to go get tested. Like you're, you're feeling all oh, wow. these things. And I, I think it's real. I mean, you have, your respiratory system has been compromised, right? It doesn't just bounce back when you mm-hmm. feel better. It's, mm-hmm. there's something going on. So I, I found that to be very, very interesting. Uh, I want to learn more. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope that there's some more, uh, research that can back this relatively soon so that people can utilize the strength of the float tank to address some of those issues, especially with the you know, rapid heart rate and uh, you know, all the things that it, it does so well. But um, yeah. I, I do want to talk, uh, are we moving on to another speaker? Because I've got I one. Think that I think Drew. Oh, go ahead. Let, let Drew. Uh, if, yeah. if I could just for the flux talk, the, for the people that weren't there, he did, there was a, a survey of over 1500 people that was done mm, and you, there was a hundred percent of the respondents um was, was reported that they experienced fatigue there was muscle pain and uh, muscle aches shortness of breath anxiety um 32 percent of the people had heart palpitations so there was actual i don't know how scientific it is but there's actual data Right, people yeah. reporting these things totally, like, yeah. this stuff is happening so for people who do own float centers or work in float centers these are very common things that are happening they're great talking points they're great selling points they're reasons why people are coming in even if they're not telling you mm-hmm. this is going on this is happening and it's probably happening more to people you know and who are coming into your center than they're admitting even if they're not admitting right. and that was something Flux was, was trying to put forward is that Perhaps the float tank is the perfect place for somebody to recover. Uh, and he's even looking into potentially opening that up as a research project to, to get more data on COVID long haul and, and float tanks because the symptoms that you described um, can all be alleviated through floating. And by the way, just in case, I, it sounded misleading that 100, 100% of people had symptoms, but not 100% of all the symptoms that he described. I know you said 32% at the end, but I just yeah, wanted to right. make sure... Yeah, just in case. Watch um, the talk. Watch the talk. Yeah. Gloria, you you wanted to segue there. We shut you down. <laughs> no, no, no problem. That was great, uh, great point that I think is important for people to, to know about Flux's talk. But um, I, I wanted to talk about Beth Jones and her talk. Uh, I miss Beth's and it didn't get recorded. Uh, I'm so brokenhearted. Oh, no. That was one of those, I think, and that will mark as a con of uh, of <laughs> having the virtual events. It's it's so easy to forget to hit that record button. Mm. Um, and so I don't know I don't know what happened with hers. I I, I don't assume that well, that is. But oh, well, I, I wasn't there for it. So Gloria, yeah, yeah so break it, it down. Really resonated with with me and my staff because you know she talks she talked a bit about your employees and you know obviously everything Beth Jones talks about has love involved in it Um, but the reason why it resonated with me is she was talking about how from the beginning she had her center without you know running it herself and so it resonated with me as somebody who is not in my float center 
that it's run with employees. Um, it was just so positive. She did a great, great job. Um, I got texts from my my um, director, Lisa, saying, you know, she was just so inspired. I, I just had to give that shout out to Beth for doing such a great job, just touching our spirit, um, which you wouldn't expect anything less from her, right? That's, that's who she is, right? Um, I was so excited to see her talk. Like, yeah, just, well, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. But uh, She did say she's going to be, uh, I think she's going to try to record it and uh, get it back out to everybody. Oh, cool. So oh, good. She's nice. going gonna to do it again. Do it so again. Oh, perfect. Just that's great again. that you can do that, yeah. right? That's a, yeah. that's a plus. Exactly. Plus in the column that's of a, virtual. <laughs> let's balance it out. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. cool. Yeah. Did, did you guys get to catch any of that? For Beth's, mm-hmm. no, I did not. Yeah. Next, next round. And so Beth, if you're if you're listening and you haven't done it yet, we're anxiously awaiting your message. <laughs> Full disclosure: I basically didn't catch the first two days because of the the fire stuff. So I got I showed up at my house and had like a, I think two hours at home before do, hosting the roundtable for Art of the Float. So. I came in hot to to ours and missed a whole bunch, which was a big bummer. I did a little bit from the hotel. Um, I got to see one of Jeremy Jacobs' think tanks, and I think that was about it. Um, I didn't get to see Dan Price's either, by the way. Um, oh, any... you missed out! Whoa. Fantastic! Whoa. That Whoa. guy's fantastic! Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's uh, a lot going on there. It's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dan is Tell a very, me, there's a lot very going on. What's that? Mean? Guy. What's that? What's that, Drew? He's a well-spoken guy. He's got some great uh, philosophies to both business and life. He's got beautiful hair. I heard and he, he plays, plays a guitar. Bass. Yeah, and he plays. <laughs> yeah, he plays bass. Right. Yeah, this guy. I mean, you know, I, I asked was, him that I was a little for you. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I hum- I actually said that my my computer was on mute but i actually said i'm the friend <laughs> i like shouted it at the computer like i'm the friend your hair is beautiful yeah. So, yeah. if you missed, so, if yes, you missed that part after dan's amazing talk uh he hopped into a think tank with everybody and if you weren't there think tanks are basically just uh an activity where everybody could turn on their cameras and actually speak to each other it wasn't just one person presenting and so uh you know, there's that awkward moment when everybody's scrambling, trying to come up with a question. And we'd ask a few questions in, you know, uh, via chat um, previously. And uh, Gloria kicked us off naturally. Uh, my husband, Graham, the other Graham, uh, asked about the bass. And they had a little, you know, musician chat, which was fun. But then Gloria um, asked the big important question, whether or not he was single. And For uh, a friend. I, for a friend. Uh-huh, for a friend. For a friend. And... Yeah. Uh, Man, I, he he blushed. You guys, he blushed. Yeah. He so seemed to not right? know how to answer the question he too. He it was fun. He was like <laughs> looking around to see who was listening. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was fun. Yes. It was fun. Sure. Right, but I mean, he's truly a unicorn in the sense that you know he's this big corporate successful guy and runs it nothing like you would expect, mm. and uh, you know when he made his decisions to run the business the way he does, um, lots of people questioned him. And he stuck to his values, and I, I just find it to be such a unique story um, and just so commendable. Very, very impressed. And, uh, of course, the hair is just a whole <laughs> other level. But uh, it, was, it was so great to have him there, though, and, you know, to, 
uh, just to be reminded that there are good people in the corporate world too who are trying to make big change. And I think one of the things that really struck me is he was talking about how one of his employees um, was leaving Gravity Payments and going to another major corporation. And rather than being upset about it, he was so happy because he hopes that that person is going mm. to take some of those good philosophies and the things <laughs> that they were doing at Gravity and offer that at the next company. That's very cool. And what a way to look at it whenever you're losing one of your really, really strong yeah. employees. Like, that's such a loss to the company. But he really was genuinely happy that there's a chance that that message is going to reach a little further in a real, you know, in a deep way. Yeah. It's really cool. So he really does have it all going on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Affirmative. Affirmative. All right. Um, well, then, let's see here. I think the only other talk I would like to cover is uh, one Dr. Justin Feinstein. He had a very cool presentation and think tank afterwards, or you know, the talk after. What, what were your guys' takeaways and thoughts from the speech? I don't remember it because of other stuff that was spoken about, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So if you guys can enlighten me, I would take that because I was definitely a little shocked of what went on on that one. So if someone wants to I, go I don't ahead. Think and... you're, I don't think you're alone on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for, for me, if I felt like a lot of what he was presenting was very similar to things in the past, and I had a difficult time grabbing onto what, what is new information or is this all from from previous data and flow conferences? It really, it didn't feel new or, um, it wasn't quite as much like tangible information for us to be able to take back ah, and share, mm -hmm. I think with our clients, you know, it was, it was very much in the scientific and the medical realm for me. Um, and so really great information for the research community to continue. And I think we mm -hmm. have to kind of keep that in mind that this event, it, while it is dominated by float center owners, it is also a great place for float researchers and a place to continue to inspire other researchers. Mm -hmm. So, I think I feel like maybe that was a little bit of his intention. I don't know. Um, I, I I I think it was even at a subconscious level. I mean, it uh, wouldn't make sense. To, yeah, to <laughs> inspire some others to do the work and to really look into this amazing modality that we offer. Got it. Yeah, and I think for so many people that attended uh, for the first time, and there were quite a few, um, this is the first time they're hearing it. They haven't heard his other talks. And sure. some of the stuff that he's presenting, yes, we know the research that he has in progress, but it affirmed that it keeps going in the positive direction, that he's still continuing to see the positive results. So, I mean, I was reassured by that, right? Um, you know, and you just hope that we have some kind of breakthrough that allows us to use that in such a way that makes you know, a big difference and that somebody else will kind of pick up the reins because he can't he can't continue to do what he's doing, right? So obviously the big news is that he's uh, moving his family to Hawaii and um, Maui and you know it's, it's gonna change the way he operates and that's a loss to the industry for sure. Right. And leaving and so, LIBOR, yeah. right? He's, Say that he's, again. He's leaving LIBOR. LIBOR, yeah. LIBOR. Laureate Institute for Brain Research. He's, he, I, so my understanding is that he um, saw his kids being homeschooled. Um, you know, COVID hit and he saw what his, his wife was going through <laughs> and, and how much attention was being put there. And um, 
I think he just decided to make a big life change. Um, there was a little bit of talk about uh, Liber itself as well, um, and their fundraising and everything. So we're moving more to the, the think tank after, afterwards of people doing Q&A um, of that. Uh, a, a lot of his time was spent um, getting funding, uh, and which, of course, that time is then not spent towards fo- being focused on research. And I think that... Um, well, it must have been a factor because he, he talked about that as well. Um, I am very reticent to like say anything as fact. You know, I encourage everybody to, to watch it themselves. I know we're, we're trying to be speakers for, for people who weren't able to see it as well. But um, yeah, I mean, the long and the short of it is, like like you said, he's he's moving to Hawaii with his family and he wants to be a family man for, for a while. And he also said two really important things. One is float research continues at LIBOR. Dr. Said Kulsa is taking that over. He's the one who's been working on um, float research with anorexia patients. Um, so that that part is continuing. And I, I will say from personal conversation with him, he made it clear that he was not leaving unless that was everything was continuing. That was a really important factor for him, which I have mad respect for. Yeah, um, we appreciate that. Right? <laughs> Don't we? Uh, the other component being um, he wants to do float research out of Hawaii as well. And I will mention one thing. He said, you know, in a couple of years when COVID has died down, yeah, it kind of kind of puts it in perspective, right? Like this is how a scientist and a researcher views uh, COVID. It's like not November when, when uh a vaccine is released not even a year from now potentially like this is this will be with us um, is very interesting i'll be honest this is one of those moments where i wish my camera wasn't on <laughs> because i found myself really tearing up um Ugh. while he was talking and it was for two two big reasons number one yes feeling the loss for our industry um but i that also um i think towards the end through that conversation became um hope that he was going to be able to do some things his way and in you know a much uh, much more succinct manner I think but two he did something that is so hard for us to do he obviously loves his work doing research and he loves being a part of this float community and to I can't imagine what that decision making process was like for him but to get to that place where you say, you know what, I need to focus on something else and I need to focus on my family and my own well-being for a while. And that is just, I have so much respect for him for being able to do that. I was so proud that he came to that conclusion, made that decision, and then was able to come and share that with us. That's just, just such a huge, huge gift to himself and to his family that um, especially when you're so deeply rooted in your work, and obviously right. the entire industry looks to him really to carry on float research. That's a huge, huge weight to walk around with every day. And so, yes, I'm feeling a little bit of that loss, a little of that worry and concern and hopefulness, but also a whole lot of gratitude for what he's done and just, you know, pride and love for the fact that he came to that decision and, and is doing something that is right for him. Agreed, absolutely. 
as a self-described family man, hopefully actual family man, I uh, completely agree with that as well. And I almost feel like we should do an episode on the topic of um, what we've learned from COVID and hitting the brakes because my whole business philosophy is was upended and has been altered because of, of COVID. And I'm, I would love to chat about that uh, sometime soon. Any, anything else anybody wants to share? Dr. Feinstein's presentation. I just don't. I just don't understand why he would want to go from Oklahoma to Hawaii. I guess that's my biggest question. I mean, scratcher. So, so (laughs) Sandra and I were out there, and we helped set up some of the processes at the beginning. And one of the biggest things that he let us know was that they do have a Jamba Juice. They've got a Jamba Juice in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not quite sure why he'd want to. Yeah, I know. Why would he want to step away? I don't know. But oh my God, Dr. Feinstein, thank you so much for everything that yeah, you've done for you. the industry. I, I I don't even know if you can comprehend the weight that you hold in this industry and the amount that you've impacted us, inspired us, educated us, and how that's gone out and reverberated into the float community. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Mm. Yes, and I had my Justin Feinstein I'm feeling fine t-shirt on that uh, apparently is a hot commodity. Like I didn't realize that I was, you know, one of the few people that had those. Um, What's the story with those? Where did those come from? You know, I got it at the float conference, maybe in 2016, 2017, maybe I think it was 2016. And I, it it was wherever we were um, that, you know, the vendor booths were set upstairs and there was a table and the float house was close to the table. I don't know if they were involved in it, uh, but I bought a float house t-shirt, you know, the go float yourself. Yeah. And I bought, uh, so I have a feeling it was from them. I'm gonna have to reach out to uh, Andy Zaremba and see if he can uh, hook, hook us up with whatever that is. So uh, yeah, those are awesome. Can we? I feel like we, we all need those shirts. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. so I need to segue to something. Segway, and this queen is of the segue. To- this is totally, crazy to bring up but how many times did you see people on camera doing the weirdest thing <laughs> like case in point <laughs> uh riding your peloton eric anderson with no shirt on <laughs> or uh what else did we see i mean i've seen people folding towels i think we saw luke uh floating yeah, I think he was, was floating. floating, but that yeah. was that was for the after party. He's Still, floating yes, for Discord. Yes. Discord. Mad <laughs> props to all of them, right? But I love it. But that was that was really a highlight for my con- my conference. It just was, seeing all these yes. different environments people do their business in, and some really the compromising positions kids. that I saw. Me... <laughs> <laughs> but the pets and the kids were cute. Let Is me that lay some groundwork here. <laughs> So one of the things about virtual flow conference that was I didn't know was a thing at the beginning because I started with the think tanks and then saw the main talks was that main talk you don't see anybody else you see the presenter and then their slideshow and the, you know the presenter becomes a little bit of the screen with the activities and the think tanks everybody can see each other if you have your camera on everybody's talking with everybody and you can see what people are what they're doing in their downtime basically <laughs> sometimes people so forgot fun. you could see uh huh. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say yeah. so. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's why I brought it up. I would be remiss if I did not call that out because it was definitely a, a highlight and a low light of the <laughs> <laughs> Nicole and the was the reason repa- that she 
the reason that she's mentioning it right now is because Dylan and Drew are both giving us a little shimmy action while right. they're uh, standing here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a Peloton. What is it, Peloton? In my yeah. office now, obviously. All my meetings are now shirtless working out, definitely. <laughs> Well, and and Eric's like a real cyclist. He's actually training for an Ironman, so um, you know, God bless him. But uh, he did, he doesn't awesome. even have a Peloton. That's like fake news to him. He's got his bike, you know, his nice. real bike, his and cool. yeah. So yeah. he's that's great. His trainer, yeah. Well, I but, mean, uh, we you you we knew that because then he was going for a run with no shirt on afterwards, yeah. Yeah. while talking as if if the camera were off, you would have no idea. <laughs> yeah. His beats per minute was probably sixty. <laughs> like there was nothing going on. <laughs> Yet he's he's covered in sweat and, and espousing really awesome business information. That was hilarious. It was awesome. So that yeah, awesome. Queen of the Segway. Oh, uh, that is uh, that was the roundtable that we did. Art of the Float did, and uh, I got to just thank you guys real quick because I had some crazy brain fog. I'm curious to listen back on this one. I started out slow, talking to other human beings and all that jazz, or even like starting to talk float conferency was slow so uh thank you guys for doing the heavy lifting there and, and running the uh round table that kicked but and man i thought some good stuff came out of that obviously if there was going to be something objective it's my view of the round table and i thought there was great information in there and <laughs> man they can never be long enough and this is how it starts every single every single time every round table is like nobody has any ideas doesn't want to say anything just yet and then by time you're at the end you you're taking the microphone out of people's hands and fighting and your way thing. back. Yes, and exactly. one more thing. Can I ask one more thing? One yep. more question. I have one more yeah, idea, it. and yeah. it's all great ideas. It's really good stuff. And um, So our, ours was on memberships, and uh, we'll post that in a few weeks here. But, yeah, that was some really good stuff. And I plan on going back and listening to a lot of that information, including Eric's information. Um, I'm loving the unlimited idea, uh, unlimited package and how to really sweeten the pot for members and unlimited members to make sure that they feel very well taken care of. There's some really good info in there, in my opinion. I actually launched a new membership today um, after that that conversation. Graham and I have been talking before about some ideas on some things, and um, ours is complicated because we have Float and Sulky. But after, you know, Eric was really talking about the unlimited membership and how his goal was actually to get more people on the unlimited and have fewer, you know, single uh, monthly uh, floaters. So we introduced, it's not unlimited, but it's a more of a weekly package, but they can do four of either services, float or salt case. And it's so funny because um, I had, part of the roundtable discussion also included um having a global Facebook group for float enthusiasts. And so I started that and one of, one of my members happened to respond. I put a poll in there the other day asking people how often they float. And one of my members said she would love to float weekly, but can't afford it. And so it was really great timing. And so I launched that today and um, she'll probably be our first one to sign (laughs) up on this this new tier of a membership That's very so it's cool. kind of like full circle hopefully uh, coming around so i have oh w- wait we got to back up Dylan, on this a little bit no here i have to go back and talk about the global gloria, community i swear no, we have to i need to talk it. about the global community gloria Dylan, no i have to tell you how this went down <laughs> okay, okay 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 we'll both stop drew tell us about the global community <laughs> <laughs> gloria go for it <laughs> so we had this we had a membership think tank earlier in the day and none of you clowns were on there you got you guys all ditched us but yeah what was it for me gloria (laughs) we had this amazing think tank we had a great group of people and um 
we socialize this idea of having this global community so that you know each individual location as a standalone business wouldn't have to put the effort into trying to create this engagement and why not put all of these people in a pool from all over the globe um, and it started out as kind of members so I bring this up on the marketing roundtable and literally like 10 minutes later Kim has freaking launched the goddamn thing it's all done I'm like yes my wish is her command right I love I, it I could not believe I was like of all things Kim so is not going to take on mad one props. more thing and I didn't want you to have to do that all yourself like my vision is to actually pay you to do this so stop well, doing what I mean, you're if doing. You, if you guys want to send me money, I'm yeah. not going to say well, no to I that. Well, but... I, I don't think that should be off the table. I think we need to think about this because it's <laughs> such a huge asset. But I just had to give our, our girl mad props, not only for that, but for her social media workshop that we haven't talked about yet. Either. Okay, reel it back, reel it back. Wait, I... wait, wait. We give Kim <laughs> mad props all night long. But can we explain what this Facebook group is, Kim? Yes. Go ahead, Lovely. Kim. So, Sorry, Gloria. The, the group okay. is called Why We Float. Um, I dropped a link in the float conference. We'll include it in the show notes too. But Why We Float, and the idea is that it's just a place for everybody, everybody across the globe to share their float stories. Um, I, It's not going to be you know, tied to any specific float center. It's not a place necessarily for us to be advertising things. It's a place just for the global float community to come together and learn about floating and to just share their own stories and inspire others. So um, I invited uh, a bunch of my folks. I already had a, a group for my float center and a bunch of those folks also joined already. And then the group is already up. It's crazy. We're up to like, I don't know, several hundred members. Uh, we had like 20, 25 members by the end of the actual discussion. Right. <laughs> yeah, by the uh, end of the whenever discussion. Whenever we were live on the discussion. So Amazing. that was really cool to watch it grow. and really my idea i will do some work to you know foster the growth within the community and get it started but hopefully we're going to be able to reach a tipping point um, within a couple of months where really none of us are having to push content in there and stir that conversation that people are jumping in there themselves yeah. and uh, sharing their own stories that so was the idea. As, yeah. yeah if you're listening as a float center owner when you're in that group show up as a float person just a float enthusiast you know uh, we can talk about some float stories of our own there rather than right. what it's like to run a center. And and should we be posting on our own, you know, sending invites to our customers, et cetera? Yes. That's the whole yes, point, please. right? Is to yep. get our customers there. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the group it's is not set sales. So it's it's right. all the meaning Pages are behind not allowed. Um, it is really just for people. So cool. for us to invite everybody else into this thing. And it's just this place where we can really leverage each other and, um, raise that float vibration. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and so there was discussion of like Reddit. There were discussions of apps and stuff like that. And, and those still could still totally happen. I Kim pulled the trigger, and, uh, um, and there were other Facebook groups even as well that already exist. And there were reasons I think that it was nice to have a, a fresh one that wasn't affiliated with anybody and can just be the people's uh, experience, sharing their experiences with floating. So super cool. I just got to say that roundtable was pretty awesome. I think there was a lot of great information. And if you have a chance, you should definitely check that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounded like a paid advertisement. That was, nice. so was that hot, not... red-handed. 
<laughs> Drew's flow <laughs> warming up on the ad reads. <laughs> that was great, Drew. I was working all weekend. I didn't catch all of them, so I, I'm going to say the same were, thing for a lot. You were sort of there for this one, though. We saw you. I remember you being there. Yeah, what are you talking about? Um. Did, oh yeah, that one. Forgettable. No, no, it was um, about the memberships and our. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> the membership. Was, I, yeah, that was. I would like to say, and it was good. I would like to say that um, I, I heard a lot of good feedback about that, and I think that there were a lot of great ideas on how to um, maintain those. Mm. Right, like there's different. It's more than just. It's more than just the price. It's more than just, you know, the options. There's a lot that goes into it. So it's definitely one worth checking out if you're looking for different ideas. And not one thing works for everybody. You've got to take a little bit from everybody and try some things. And maybe one thing works. Maybe it doesn't. But you have to be able to shift and pivot and try new things. Not to... I think that's one of the, my favorite things about a roundtable discussion mm. like this is because even if we're comfortable with what we're offering there are still other ideas we haven't considered and it's just so inspiring to hear oh wow that's a really neat thing like maybe i should try something like that or um it's just so cool to hear all the different approaches and and the reasons why we each do what we do for our memberships um and if i can i just want to add that dang it gloria dang it so distracting uh Oh, and if I can, I just also want to add Eric's uh, mentioning of, you know, he had some really cool ideas that I enjoyed, but he said, you know, I went in thinking I had this figured out and then had to relearn and go, oh, actually that doesn't work and, and rebuild and regrow. I respect that a ton and I just I just wanted to mention it. All right. So, I yeah. you off, by the way. I can't see. It's too dark. <laughs> You're making Kim work way too hard and you're making me edit this damn show. <laughs> No, leave that in there. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. There's nothing She's, wrong with that. Okay. Leave that in People there. need to know there's tension in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. This isn't comedy of love, okay? Sometimes yeah. we fight. Don't edit that. <laughs> Double it. Play it twice. Um, wow, yeah, okay. Um, out of the float. Kings and queens of the Segway. Absolutely. Every single time, it's a smooth transition. So there's a difference between talks, activities, and think tanks. Talks, I found, you can't see everybody else. Activities, everybody's interacting with like a, a leader, I think. Like there's a real focus to who's in charge. And then think tanks seem to be, everybody. you can see everybody, but um, kind of just brainstorming, right? Just, just everybody putting it out there. Um, there's no one leader of the group. It was just throwing everybody in a virtual room and saying... Think it out. I gotta say though, Kim, could have fooled me on the think tank on products. Uh, <laughs> I thought that you, that you showed some not strong leadership. My, that was not my intention um, <laughs> at all. But uh, you know, retail is something that we spend a lot of uh, in, uh, of effort on. Mm -hmm. So I had some stuff to share, you know, for those who were asking, and uh, I created a little guide to. I'll I'll put that in the show notes uh, just to help people like navigate their way through some of the retail products because you can really enhance your center um, and your offerings with retail so it was a fun discussion some, you know a couple of vendors who were in there and uh, lots of folks oh, yeah. sharing some really great ideas Elliot from IMR float had uh, shared a little bit about how his CBD products are actually doing really well 
uh, mine have tanked right. and like are not moving whatsoever. Uh, but the difference is his were more um, consumable, what I call kind of novelties, like for the CBD waters and uh, I think like snack bars or something like that, which was really interesting to hear that those were doing well, where um, like our tinctures are not moving at all. It's really interesting to, to hear that and just these different little minutiae of differences in products. And of course, it's the area as well. But was that one recorded? Can people go back to listen to that one? I did record it. We were talking after a few minutes and I realized that we weren't recording. Oh, nice. So I <laughs> grabbed that button real quick. So the first part wasn't recorded, but okay. the rest is. Well, I'm sorry to everybody. I'm also on that one. I'm asking a lot of questions, nerding out. Uh, but that was very valuable to me. And if I may give a little shout out to the FDA, because there was also a great idea thrown out there, I believe by Nicole, um, about having some type of um, place where you could go for people within the industry who make their own products to sell retail in their store. And so uh, today is Tuesday. Tomorrow, there's a, where we're, this is when we're recording, but tomorrow I have a FTA meeting and I'm definitely bringing that up because that has been talked about about having a page where everyone could go and find these things so it would benefit really everybody you know you could sell retail someone could make that retail there were a lot of great ideas I really did like those think tanks and having hearing all those different ideas that come up and I definitely took a, a few really good ideas out of there that I'm going to pursue as we go forward here I don't think we could replicate the power of those think tanks in person. Like, I kept trying to visually, like, figure out how we would do this in person. Like, I kept thinking about a hotel conference area with all their individual rooms and having, like, signs on the door, like, marketing, products, and, like, would people walk in and out of those rooms like they did virtually? And I don't know that the answer is yes. And I I just think it's was so powerful that to me was a hidden weapon of this thing that you just yeah yeah I I don't know if we can replicate that again and you know another thing just going back to the virtual the way that you could just see how everything laid out I mean we have the conference books that we print every year but having it on your phone that you know, laid out by schedule, uploading it to your calendar. I just found that to be very useful for me. And it's just how I like operate with my <coughs> day-to-day job. So it felt really, really natural. So, you know, overall just, wow, there's so much good. But yeah, think tanks, sorry for on a little bit of a tangent, but I just think that those were so powerful. I think that's a great point. And we should talk a little bit more about that at the end. <laughs> I'd talk about again like that pro con stuff like what does the future look like are we at the end we're at an hour well I need (laughs) well Gloria don't you want to talk about snatch chat (laughs) am I the only one who wants to talk about it (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about Dylan what what was that (laughs) oh I wasn't actually there I'm going to go back and listen to it 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 was recorded I don't know. I, I'm not positive about that particular one. What was really cool about the conversation before we get into what it is, this was not something that was on the schedule. 
um, it was something that started like happening in some of the side conversations and I, maybe it came up on Discord, but then next, you know, we were able, we were able to be really, really flexible in this platform and just add in another event wow. and a couple of folks jumped in and said they were willing to talk about it. And that was really, really cool. That happened with a couple just, of different topics. It happened with a couple. Yeah. Wow. And so this was, you know, one of them. And what's fascinating is the conversation continued on in discord in the late hours every night and everybody starts sharing their stories all related to this particular snatch chat talk which it was not called snatch chat so if you're looking it up in the system you will not find it did i seriously did you guys totally trap me into saying that out loud i thought that was funny to bail on you (laughs) what are you talking about well played so we should probably explain what that is what that is out of this yeah so um kim Remind me again, it was um, Laura. Ju- Laura and Jules. Laura and Jules. Jules, who were the oh, leads cool. on this. And they were awesome because they really got the conversation going about sensitive areas that may be affected by the salt. And um, there are a lot of sensitive areas that may be affected by the salt for a lot of reasons. And a lot of them are in places that people might not tell somebody who's working at a float center especially if it's a female to a male um maybe i would assume a male isn't going to go up to a female either and be like ah my butthole burns but those are real things that happen and how to address that and no joke the very first time i did a float after that one i said it to this like young girl who looked at me sideways like huh i said i said you can put these on your sensitive areas and she kind of looked at me like what are you talking about it, so I have to work on that, but it was, it. yeah, it felt like kind of good to add because I have to, it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about sensitive areas. And it is probably something we should all be addressing because one thing's for sure, it seems to be happening a lot and probably way more than we know. And I'm sure there have been people who've gotten out early and been like, oh, this isn't for me. But maybe something was burning the hell out of them and that's why they got out. So it was really eye-opening, and I thought a great conversation to be had. The, this session was called Think, uh, was, uh, Think Tank, and it's called Sensitive Areas and How They Are Affected During Floating. So really, Snatch really Chat is a much better title. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe there was a character minimum, and uh, that was just too short. Well done. Well done. Yeah, definitely worth checking out though, and potentially making some changes to your introduction, or even putting up a little sign. I'm working on that also for my float center to put up some signs in there. Nice. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Don't put yeah. any pictures, Drew. No pictures. <laughs> Don't call it Snatch Chat. No. Um, before we talk about the pros and cons, I just want to mention another really fun thing was uh, virtual or a float trivia was really awesome. I think it was hosted by the FTA, actually. I it had was. a really good time in there. Sandra got to take a break and, and join with me. Um, and it was really fun doing, um, there was a competition for giving the best intro. And there were like veteran floaters and there were also people who hadn't opened their float centers giving intros. And there, there was Nicole Walcott being super competitive, trying to win that trophy. And it was just <laughs> hilarious. I loved it. And that was just another fun thing that I guess you can do that in person. But it was just so easy to show up and play and just, like, have a little bit of downtime. And then the second half was with an app. We got to do actual trivia. 
um, using this app. And so everybody on there seemed to be able to install the app super quick. Sandra and I got to compete against each other. We both ended up on the board and then going up and up on the board. And then I got a question wrong. She got a question right. We split apart and then I never caught up with her. She ended up taking first place and I got third. So she's brought that up uh, every night since then, which is really awesome. <laughs> so thanks, FTA. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy and uh, James Harder and Jeremy Jacobs who put that together, found that app. That was really fun. And it was, they said, I, I, they, I'm on the board and they said that they sent me the questions so I couldn't partake. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't have won anyway. I didn't, I didn't actually look at the questions. But there was some really interesting stuff in there. And even I that I thought was like, whoa, that was pretty cool to know like when did the fta start what yeah different question about john Lilly. it was yeah. it was really interesting i thought they came up with some great questions and i hope that's something that in the future and i think it is that there'll be Good. more of stuff like that interactive stuff and there was like 30 people playing that there right. was a bunch of people really was it there, that competitive yeah it was All a right. bunch Third of people on there so yeah cool. it was really cool um and there was some Really fun, cool trivia in there that I never would have thought of. I, that was some good stuff. And a shout out to Art of the Flow, which I'm going to go ahead and take that. That was pretty cool of them to mention us as well. That was fun. Uh, pros and cons, guys. I guess we've kind of naturally talked about this stuff anyways. But um, if there's anything real specific you want to mention, let's mention it. And then let's go into what the future might look like. We've got two Float Conference board members on, so we're let, let's finalize it. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. Um, con, no hugs, right? Like, that's obviously that's one of them. Um, you know, getting drinks afterwards with people is just, I don't think you can match that. Um, pros? Even just walking by people, I guess that, you know, mm -hmm. maybe go, fall, falls under just the human interaction, but standing next to somebody as you're looking at a booth and you're both looking at it next thing you know you're talking and hey i'm drew oh i'm joe hey nice to meet you yeah. like those interactions didn't happen just bumping into people right um so that yeah that was kind of a bummer that side of it mm -hmm. but um you know i don't know it seemed like there was less people also i guess that was oh, a kind of a, a bummer i don't know what the final numbers were but even at least yeah, the go ahead I haven't looked at the, the final numbers, but um, the interesting thing about it is because there are a lot of people who you know couldn't attend live, but they're catching up and you know yeah. hopping into the system and watching. And uh, so like, okay. um, we can actually see how many people are in the system each day, and that huh. number you know is still up. So that part's pretty cool. Oh, interesting. Um, but cool. I will say one thing about like new folks. We were uh, chatting in Discord and one of the one of the evenings and. We had someone who hasn't opened her center yet, but she said how amazing and how comfortable it was for her okay. to interact in this way because she's extremely introverted. And she said that you know she's not comfortable like asking questions in person, but it was really easy for her to do that online. Just you know having mm, that nice. that chat window going and being able to vote up for questions and things was a really really cool function that I don't think we could have replicated. Uh, you know we. I have some ideas. I've done some similar sort of stuff in uh, live events before, so hopefully that's something that we can bring forward. But yeah, that's something that I definitely, I, I'm kind of a, an extrovert, and I still, I've had questions that I wanted to ask that I was like too embarrassed to raise my hand and ask in a room full of 400 people. Right, and that would be right. awesome to be able to sit in the back mm. and type up my question and send it in and kind of live on the fly. They See, could, Gloria Morris is single. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> get get some of Ask those important questions. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if you can incorporate some of that stuff in the future, if there is uh, an in-person float conference in the future. I think one of the cons. Um, for sure, and I think it can be addressed. I just think because it was the first time people didn't really know how to flow was the sponsor booths. Uh Um, You know, just not being able to uh, really understand kind of when somebody was going to be in there. Like, I popped in and out of sponsor booths all the time on purpose, and 90% of the time there was nobody there. Um, So I think, like, reducing the amount of time that they had to man their booth, and then, like, actually building in time to the schedule to force people into the booths to, to interact would have been uh, not force, but, you know, encourage them or incentivize them with some kind of, uh, you know, contest or something that would have been a little right. bit more effective. But I, I could see how like huge power of the sponsors I did meet with. Um, and again, it, it was when I popped in and somebody was there, you know, um, yeah, and, I will say what's really nice too for the folks who aren't comfortable going up to a table and being sold to because essentially that's what you're asking for at an expo <laughs> like this. But they can still get information, having you know files downloaded, um, read about it, get their links, all of that sort of stuff. So that that part was really comfortable for me, and I hit all of the booths and went through and checked out nice. that you know that stuff. And then um, I also had my own booth in trying to be in the art of the float booth, be in my booth, be in sessions, visiting everybody else. That part was kind of a little bit of like, oh, I got to make a decision. Um, but I had a little graphic that I kept flipping on mine. If I was in my booth, I had a sign that said, I'm in. Um, and it actually said, warning, I'm socially awkward, but I promise not to try to sell, sell anything. Um, and then awesome. I would flip it to, sorry, I missed you uh, when I was gone. And so I was constantly changing you know, that message on the booth just yeah. to kind of that, that that would have been definitely helpful is just having a slight like having the vendors have a slideshow versus just a blank screen so that's a learning curve right i think yeah, it definitely. could be so powerful um yeah. there were some booths that had awesome videos and yeah. you know, files and things like that that were really just neat to be yeah. able to check out i think the other thing that was really uh well now we're moving it do we have any more cons i don't think there's many more cons do we have any more no, actually, Drew's con was a pro for me because I have social anxiety and I'm an introvert. So I find walking down hallways to be very difficult <laughs> around people. And I like being able to just completely unplug and like, oh, I'm with my family, like not, not even leaving the house. That is a big win for me. There's a reason I podcast, right? Like this is where I'm, this three people, I'm comfortable here. Large groups, they exhaust me. Anyway, so yeah, no more cons. Unless Drew has one. <laughs> No, I didn't. There's, no. there's a ton of pros. There's a ton. There of pros. was a lot of pros. I mean, first of all, think of all the money everybody saved by not traveling, <laughs> right? Um, not buying a hotel, um, but the cost. You know, it's still an expensive endeavor that people really need to understand. Like that software is no joke, right? So, and there's just a lot of coordination. But I think that was a huge win. I think. Um, you know, obviously we're all safe and we don't have COVID from the conference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's huge. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, the ability to replay. I mean, there's just so many yeah. different things that are cons. I mean, pros, you guys, I was pros, catching yeah. up on messages today. I responded to a bunch like during the event 
and then today I, I realized I'd missed one and I went back in and I actually had a lot more than one message in there. I was like, oh, how cool was it that people were able to just click on a name mm. and shoot a message off to yeah. somebody? And, you know, I've made out. plans to chat with some people in the future and, um, you know, that was really cool. Did you guys use the feature to schedule a meeting? Yeah. yeah, so you could literally <laughs> hit somebody's name and oh. schedule a meeting with them. So I had two meetings with people that, you know, I had said, you, you know, just schedule a meeting. And it worked beautifully. I mean, it was just perfect. So I really like that. That was probably underutilized. But I think, you know, the uh, also the forum, like the information forum, that was also really good. So I just think there's there's a level of familiarity that we have to have you know, you do it twice, you're going to be a pro, right? Cool. Yeah, that for the first time, there's definitely a learning curve on anything, right? Sure. So there's it's definitely going to be, yeah, yeah. I, a bunch of these features I didn't even know existed. Right. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. I mean, really, there's so much. So. I think other pros and cons, I really enjoyed this. I, and I love that I can go back into it. I know we've already harped on that so much, but can I can I say another pro, Dylan? Of course, of course. Um, yeah. For a lot of people who don't know behind the scenes, like when you guys all first started, when it was you and Amy and um, Lance, Lance, right? Um, yeah. Brian was much bigger part of the Art of the Flow oh, podcast, yeah, yeah. and since we all started, his day job kind of changed and took him out of our our time zone for yeah. stuff and it was like the most time that i really had a chance to spend with brian over this weekend and it was awesome and i i am kind of bummed out that the timing doesn't work where he yeah. can be more of a part of this but Agreed. brian's an awesome guy he did a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes i love talking with him because he is so smart and he's super passionate about the stuff he's into and I love people like that. Like it's very inspiring nice. to me. And um, that was something that I think we all really enjoyed. We were we were texting behind the scenes as a group of out of the boy phone were we. Oh yeah. my god! And it was so much fun. I had a yeah. ton of fun. It was a blast. Yeah. And his sense yeah. of humor is also on point. <laughs> yeah. So Brian I, is definitely a, a big pro of the float cost. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Very they, good with technology. He was a great resource. He was very helpful with stuff and. Um, always quick if we had a question about something to pop in a link or before we even finished the oh, sentence yeah, he was right. doing yes. yeah so shout out to Brian and yeah. um, I wish we had more interaction because I, he's the type of guy I would definitely have drinks with if we live closer by you know I'd nice. love to awesome. pick his brain on a regular yeah I need to get drinks with Brian thanks for the reminder yeah it's tough these days but yeah Brian is awesome people thanks for bringing that up and, and it was fun because we had our text chain going on the whole conference, which I've not texted that much in probably my entire lifetime. <laughs> Most of it, by the way, we probably have a third of our text dedicated to Kim's dramatic smoky eye makeup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coupled with the hair. I mean, it yeah. kind of oscillated. It was a beautiful bit, hair. Yeah. Uh, Kim was on point. It took me a little while to get that off. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, Brian is awesome. <laughs> And, and uh, it was great that he was in that text chain, so we got to just let loose with him a little bit, too. So that was a lot of fun. So um, going forward, what do you guys think? What does this look like? Has the flow? Come on, let us in. Let us in. What are you guys talked about? Have you had a meeting since? I can't imagine you have. Where is it so, next year? Yeah, where is it next year? The question year? everyone wants to know. 
Well, that part we can actually probably answer, hopefully. I mean, because we didn't get to go to Milwaukee this year, the plan is just to go there next okay, year. Okay, cool. Yeah, that um, seems... Assuming it's safe for travel, mm-hmm. that's, that's the plan. Super cool. Um, and, you know, now the, the wheels are definitely spinning to uh, look at, like, can we add a virtual leg to an, a live event? You know, we haven't had a chance to meet yet. Sure. So I'm, you know, I'm just speculating based on some side conversations uh-huh. that a few of us have had. But... I think there's been an overwhelmingly positive, um, you know, vibe about the whole thing that people are really interested in adding that component. So, what is that? Something that will definitely. Does that mean certain people can stay home and partially experience it, or does it mean that you go there and there's also like virtual groups or like a way to physically meet? What does that mean? We don't All know. Good yet. ideas. We don't know. Yet. All of it, Dylan. Yeah. Lock it in. Today's the day. Yeah. We're locking it in. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay, 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 okay. We'll, we'll edit it in later, yeah. <laughs> There's only 364 more days until the next float conference. Oh, Let's get God. to work. Get your tickets now, floatconference.com. <laughs> don't, don't sleep on it. Yeah. We'll get it going. Yeah. But, but if you all have feedback, though, please, please, please send it in. Um, you can send it to info at uh, floatconference.com. You can send it to me. Um, you can send it to any of these guys. Like we, we need that feedback for sure. Um, I've seen you know some stuff posted in the Float Collective, and it's been really awesome to watch those little conversations happening and see what people enjoyed and um, the parts that didn't go so smoothly. That's equally as important for us to know. You know, we're we're all really really nice in the float world, right? And that's great. But when it comes to an event like this, we need the not so nice stuff too. So. Before we wrap up, I just remembered I also finally got to watch Gloria's speech, and that was amazing and a tearjerker as well. I I hated seeing the video, which I you had already shared with us behind the scenes before, but seeing your float center like literally fall down in front of you on camera was horrible. But thank you for the incredible speech, and uh, yeah, thank you Gloria and thank you Kim for putting on and everybody part of the float conference i see you guys the most but jocelyn and everybody behind the scenes putting on the float conference um and, and ashcon as well who i know is still putting in a lot of work into the float conference thank you guys thanks all the volunteers i it was a tough sell i think to convert people from this physical experience to this virtual one and i don't know the numbers i don't know if, it, if you went over the moon or not i don't know if you want to share or not but i um think for what you had to accomplish, especially, I mean, I'll add it as an aside with a short amount of time to pivot, but even that aside, like just to completely switch over to a virtual flow conference, I don't know that this could have gone a lot better. And I don't know that it could be that much better going forward. Like I thought this was knocked out of the park. I loved it. And I loved seeing you guys sweating behind the scenes, making sure everything (laughs) is going great. It was hilarious. And all of a sudden, sweating. literally, like Kim's joking, texts are firing, and then Kim's silent for 30 <laughs> minutes and then gets back on. It was like, I had to save this. I was doing that. I, I love it. So thank you guys so much, both my co-hosts and everybody behind the scenes. It, I, these float conferences are so important. They're so valuable to me, and I think they're so valuable to the community. So thank you guys so much. From the bottom of my heart. Um, anything else we want to share before we close up? Just, just a quick thank you to everybody mm. who trusted it and actually <laughs> gave it a shot. Um, I know that there were a lot of skeptics, and um, honestly, it, I was too. It's such a huge change, but we are seriously thankful that 
everybody showed up and um, to the folks who weren't able to show up, we're still grateful and hopefully, you know, you'll make it for the next year. Um, but it was just such, such a cool weekend that as it's as tired as I still am, um, I'm also equally hyped up and just excited to, and grateful to be a part of this industry and to, to be around the people um, that we are. I mean, I feel like I'm in a unique position because with the Art of the Float, I see you guys a lot. I'm on the FloatCon board, so there's 13-ish of us, and I see them a lot. <coughs> clients I see a lot. Um, so I feel like I do get to spend a lot of time with float people, right. and I think that's that's why I do all the things I do, is it, it's being around you guys. It just gives me such energy and, and joy, seriously, that um, it, and I love it, and I love everybody for showing up and being a part of this. Sweet. It must give you joy because after all the stress, all the late nights of putting on the float conference, you were up till five thirty in the morning partying yep. on Discord. <laughs> Sunday night. Kim, Talk about Kim decompression. Sunday <laughs> nights decompress. I guess that's another upside. The bars don't close on Discord. Right. You can stay up till five thirty in the morning. One more for the pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Food's not as good, but you know, it's okay. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Wow. Um, oh, and if there happens to be a hole burning in your pocket, feel free to buy a ticket to the old one, right? Like, why not get access to all of the videos and watch all this stuff? I don't know. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on this and reviewing our experiences at the Virtual Float Conference. And uh, I'd love to hear your guys' points of view, too. Share in the Float Collective. You can definitely post on the you know our episode page as well, or episode post uh, we'd love to hear from you. And like like Kim said, the feedback is super important. So uh, get it out there ho- however you do, even if it's not through like an Art of the Float thing. Um, thanks to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. My goodness, um, it continues to astound me that you guys love the, the photography and use it on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm, I know there are other places I don't even get to see it in your newsletters and everything. And I wish I could. If you're proud of one, please send it my way. I'd love to see. Um and uh, let's see here. Listening, Patreon. Thanks to our sponsors. So much for sponsoring us. Thanks to the Flow Conference again, you guys. Thanks so much for putting this on. It really fills me up for the rest of the year. I, I don't... I mean, you guys must know because you've been to Flow Conferences. So you, you must know. Uh, let's see here. Beyond that, uh, remember, get your tickets now. As always, get your tickets to the Flow Conference ASAP. And uh, it's not called Snatch Chat. It's called what? Oh, I closed it. Oh, something pain. about sensitive areas. Sensitive areas. Thank you. Thank you. We'll <laughs> we've got an awesome episode coming to you next week. Can't wait to share it. See you next week. <laughs>